strangers who follow into his hands. Conan, you are of the West, and know not the secrets of this ancient land. But since the beginning of happenings, the demons of the desert have worshipped Yog, the lord of the empty abodes, with fire, fire that devours human victims. Be warned, you have dwelt for many moons in the tents of the Zuagirs, and you are our brother. Go not to the house of Arambaksh. Get out of sight, Conan said suddenly. Yonder comes a squad of the city watch. If they see you, they will remember a horse that was stolen from the satrap's stable. The Zuagir gasped and moved convulsively. He ducked between a booth and a stone horse trough, pausing only long enough to chatter. Be warned, my brother, there are demons in the house of Arambaksh. Then he darted down a narrow alley and was gone. Conan shifted his broad sword-belt to his liking and calmly returned the searching stairs, directed at him by the squad of watchmen as they swung past. They eyed him curiously and suspiciously, for he was a man who stood out even in such a motley throng as crowded the winding streets of Zambula. His blue eyes and alien features distinguished him from the eastern swarms, and the straight sword at his hip added point to the racial difference. The watchmen did not accost him, but swung on down the street, while the crowd opened a lane for them. They were pellish dim, squat, hook-nosed, with blue-black beards sweeping their mailed breasts. Mercenaries hired for work the ruling Turanians considered beneath themselves, and no less hated by the mongrel population for that reason. Conan glanced at the sun, just beginning to dip behind the flat-topped houses on the western side of the bazaar, and hitching once more at his belt, moved off in the direction of Arambaksh's tavern. With a hillman's stride, he moved through the ever-shifting colors of the streets, where the ragged tunics of whining beggars brushed against the ermine-trimmed calats of lordly merchants and the pearl-sewn satin of rich courtesans. Giant black slaves slouched along, jostling blue-bearded wanderers from the Shemitish cities, ragged nomads from the surrounding deserts, traders and adventurers from all the lands of the East. The native population was no less heterogeneous. Here, centuries ago, the armies of Stygia had come, carving an empire out of the eastern desert. Zambula was but a small trading town then, lying amidst a ring of oases, and inhabited by descendants of nomads. The Stygians built it into a city and settled it with their own people, and with Shemite and Cushite slaves. The ceaseless caravans, threading the desert from east to west and back again, brought riches and more mingling of races. Then came the conquering Turanians, riding out of the east to thrust back the boundaries of Stygia. And now, for a generation, Zambula had been Turan's westernmost outpost, ruled by a Turanian satrap. The babble of a myriad tongues smote on the Sumerians' ears as the restless pattern of the Zambula streets weaved about him, cleft now and then by a squad of clattering horsemen, the tall, supple warriors of Turan, with dark hawk faces, clinking metal and curved swords. The throng scampered from under their horses' hoofs, for they were the lords of Zambula. But tall, somber Stygians, 
standing back in the shadows, glowered darkly, remembering their ancient glories. The hybrid population cared little whether the king who controlled their destinies dwelt in dark Kimai or gleaming Agrapur. Jungir Khan ruled Zambula, and men whispered that Nefertari, the satrap's mistress, ruled Jungir Khan. But the people went their way, flaunting their myriad colors in the streets, bargaining, disputing, gambling, swilling, loving, as the people of Zambula have done for all the centuries its towers and minarets have lifted over the sands of the Karamun. Bronze lanterns, carved with leering dragons, had been lighted in the streets before Conan reached the house of Arambaksh. The tavern was the last occupied house on the street, which ran west. A wide garden, enclosed by a wall, where date palms grew thick.